Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to the For Us podcast, the podcast for you. And for us. How you feeling? How you living? Good. We got a little baby with us today. I know. We have a special guest. She's sleeping, which is good because I think she's officially like out of the newborn newborn sleepy era yeah to where like if she's awake she's kind of chatty she's in I a know. chatty era I know, some of y'all be commenting be like why y'all should just like have rye and starly like on the pod no y'all don't want them on it because you won't pay attention to the podcast if it'll just be there it'll be about them it'll be their show it'll be their show mm-hmm. rye would go crazy rye would love it she would love it she loves a microphone she does <laughs> rye has been um vlogging lately she has she's been wanting to be in front of the camera and she made a vlog last night which was so cute I know. she, she knows like she knows what to do she props the phone up like and like i'm even talking about like the content wise like she knows what's gonna go viral yeah she's good like last night she was making a vlog and she did it once and she like fell she tripped on accident and we all like had a reaction um about it and then she set it up again and then she did the doggone thing again and look at starly waking up hello starly that is crazy uh, but then she did it again and she tripped on purpose and we saw her do it on purpose to see a reaction so i already know she's thinking she's thinking content but i wonder where she gets that from i don't know probably around i don't know that's crazy yeah as well um well we do have a special guest today but i think we have two special guests because starley is waking up she's a half special guest but the the second special guest on today's episode is someone that i love super dearly um it's my mama my mama is here on the pod with us for the first time. The thing about it, mom, you haven't even been on the channel before, really. Like I've shown you here or there, and like when and we vlogs. and yeah, when we come to New York, when we vlog and stuff like that. And um, one of our video, a few of our uh, well, on different uh, social media platforms, us dancing for our wedding, those kind of went viral or whatever. So people saw you there, but they don't know. They don't know, like. They don't know that a lot of a lot of stuff that I know 
comes from this woman right here that's very true hi mom welcome to the pot thank you so much for having me (laughs) how are you i'm good great what happened this week that you were like wow i really enjoyed that besides us being here this week I really enjoyed that. Actually, let's go last week when we weren't here. Do you remember last week? <laughs> what happened last week? last week? What happened last week? And you were like, wow, I just really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. Well, I really did enjoy being off of work. Okay. Usually, like, I don't take off because I'm able to do it all. Right. But I was like, I really wanted to be present for you all being in town. And so, like, not, and I was on a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, but just like canceled all my calls. Yeah. That's cool. I think I feel like that's where I get uh me not <laughs> shutting <laughs> off from. Yeah. 100%. Because I, I can't I can't shut off. I don't shut off. Like at all. At all. Mm-hmm. They're at like all. even if at all. I'm not in front of my laptop or something, my brain is still going yep. or I just something's going on on my phone. Yep. It's just always I think I got that from you. Absolutely 100%. What y'all don't know is <laughs> both of our moms are named Kim. Oh, yeah. When did we first figure that out on our end? we figured that out the very first time we met in person. No way. How did it happen? What was the conversation? I think we were just, like, asking each other questions, trying to get to know each other, and then somehow it came up that our mom... I don't remember exactly, but I do remember it being the first time that we ever, like, met in person. Yeah, you're like, my my mom's name's Kim. Oh, my mom's name's Kim, too! Yeah. It's actually crazy. And you saw yourself walking down the aisle. And then literally, yeah. (laughs) That's the reason why. Um, Okay, Ma, so you mentioned that you had to shut, that you shut off not working. Yes. Explain to the people all that you do. I want it. I want everyone to hear everything (laughs) because. Are you sure? I'm so sure because (laughs) I am always blown away by everything that you handle. The businesswoman, the CEO that you are. And a lot of people watching are either in this field or curious yeah. about, you know, just entrepreneurship in general. Sure. Mm-hmm. Explain to them what you do. Okay. Well, I will start with I am a mother. Yes. So First and foremost. Yes, right? first and foremost. And so that's, you know, primary job, mom and wife. But I also am an entrepreneur, yeah. business owner. And so um, when I had my first daughter who's turning 11 That's uh, crazy. in a couple of weeks. Well, 20 days, I believe. Wow. She did the math. Um, and I was like 40 or going on 40. And I was like, yeah, I'm done with working. I'm done with this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, in my heart, I wanted to be a coach. Right. Right. For actually a few decades, even when you, you guys were young, I wanted to coach. And so I had a little bit of training. But What I kind just, of coaching? Uh, life coaching. Life coaching. Got it. Okay. And so I was always studying it, and I just actually began calling myself a vision coach. Yeah. Like two decades before actually knowing what it was right. or even doing it. I just knew that vision was something that just lit me up, and I just wanted to help people with vision. I'm like, I didn't even know what it was going to look like. Right. And literally when I'm like nine months with Alexis, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not working anymore. I'm starting my own coaching business. Don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. But I was just done. Yeah. I was done working, right? Just I was done with the ninety five. Right. And so that first year I gave it a go. Yeah. And I made zero dollars. 
Same. 100%. Made zero dollars the first year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, this is great. So running out of savings here as well. Right. And so uh, it's a beautiful story. So 10 years, right? This is my 10 year anniversary. Let's go. Mm-hmm. 10 year anniversary of not working for uh-huh. anyone else. That's wow. Being on my own. Right? Yeah. But it was a bumping start, bumpy start. But when I look back over my story, that was my heart's desire to really start coaching. But the Lord wanted my path to be different. And so he took me the route of business. Mm-hmm. And so um, I did several things. And that was truly him teaching me business and getting my business skills and business acumen. I learned a lot. You even worked with me for a little I bit. Did. Um, and Doing so, them Facebook ads. Yes, Facebook ads. And so I use, I use Facebook ads to take a product-based business to seven figures. And so I truly mastered um, Facebook advertising and building a brand and community building. Yeah. I uh, was really big um, with community building and stuff. And so I took this product-based business to uh, seven figures plus. And then like people were coming to me, like, how did you do that? Wow. How did you do that? How'd you do that? Help me or help me. So that's when it's like, well, okay, yeah, I can, I can help you with that. So I started um, the business mentoring, business coaching, Mm -hmm. which I love, but it was just strictly like a lot of strategy based. And so I did that for a little bit, very successful, had hundreds of students teaching them. Some students got to six figures with their businesses. Let's go. And then it was like, boom start coaching that's it wow you just felt like you, yeah it was, it was, like it was time it just made sense it was like start coaching now so this is um so 2013 is when i started had that zero dollar year and so 2016 2017 right took that business seven figures and i was like didn't want to so i wanted to at first then when he put it back in my spirit like okay now coach mm-hmm. i didn't want to hmm. literally I, because i loved the product-based business it was like you could be incognito right behind the scenes in the brand yeah. right like coaching you're gonna have to be visible right, right? You gotta, connections and all that stuff and i just loved that i found this little groove in business where i could just be behind the scenes right literally like friends and stuff knew my brand but didn't know it was me that is so crazy that, like, so cool. that was yours out. i'm like yeah that was wow like right like some people build their businesses and brands like my family like give me a handout go support my business it was like i wanted to build a legit business not based upon handouts or you know yeah. families friends supporting nothing's wrong with that but i wanted to have a a brand right that has an audience that i advertise to That's and cool. so um yeah for about six months i like was running from that transition wow and um it definitely was a lord and i was just like no i just loved it and finally it was almost like prying that product-based business from my hand because things just started to go like exactly and i was like oh i was supposed to heed that voice about six months ago yeah and so finally i was like okay let's do this and so i i Wanted to try to do both product-based business and the life coaching and, and still some business coaching, but I had, to, I had to go all in. Yeah. I had to go all in. For with sure. Coaching. If I didn't, I wouldn't be where I am now. And so started that. So right now, currently, I am a certified life coach. Let's go. Business mindset mm-hmm. um, is like my specialty. Um, I will say that I'm really graced for that because, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's just a beautiful work. 
And so I help um, Christian coaches as well. I help them start, grow, and launch their businesses, mm -hmm. their coaching businesses. Wow. And we use uh, belief. So belief and thoughts are our strategy. Let's go. Right? And so we um, operate from our heavenly seat. Yeah. What God tells us to do. We are in partnership with him, the Holy Spirit, and that's how we run our businesses. Let's go. We are allowed to use like earthbound strategies, but all of it comes through heaven. Wow. And so um, it's beautiful. So that's what I do now. And yeah. So that journey has been, you know, since that time, like 2017 till now, just truly building that and helping coaches launch and I call it through their enoughness, right? Like they're already enough, yeah, right? Because they come, they think they need all these things. They need certification, they need website, they need audience, and it's like, no, you don't actually, right? Yeah, you actually don't. Everything like, you have I had already. I five hundred dollars, right, to my saves when I started, and here, here, here I am. Wow. Right? So that's just a little bit of the story that I do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but business mindset. Yeah, that's my thing. That's my jam. So that's it what were you doing before well i know what you were doing um okay explain when when we were kids because you would bring me and remy to the bring a child to work days and those were our, ah. our favorite our favorite yeah. times when we had to be in school but you're working at a hospital yes literally and okay so explain both of the or you could have more but you were behind the desk for you're like a secretary and then you were an assistant to a neurosurgeon yeah, I, so I don't, yeah, my foggy. whole like work career was in a hospital, right? So yeah. it was a health system uh, in Detroit, right? The largest health system there. Yeah, and so I had within that uh, within that system many different like yeah. departments I worked for, right. and so yeah, they would have to bring your. Um, child to work day yeah. and so like it's a big thing because you can go in the hospital you can go in certain things so i started it's henry ford hospital i started there in the 10th grade what that was god wow. you gotta hear this i did not know this you got to hear this so that was in the 10th grade denby high school shout out to detroit yeah. whatever right <laughs> i was smart valedictorian all straight a's really? but go. i got pulled into an office yeah. once they were like oh there's this program and is at the hospital and you're gonna work in a neuromagnetory lab. Whoa. Yeah, whoa. When you're 16. Yes, 10th grade. So it was this like, so I was working in the lab. It's called the neuromagnetory where they put this thing where they measure the brain waves. Yeah. So in neurology. Wow. Yeah. Where they're measuring thoughts and brain waves. And you had And like, all I was, I was doing like data entry like a student or whatever. Okay, okay. Yeah. But I was making money. Yeah. That's all that was important to me. In high school. In 10th grade. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. First, I'm like, getting job. a paycheck. That's I didn't think crazy. about his brain and science no. and neurology. Like, check. it was boring. Yeah. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it was like, like I don't care. And, and they were treating me like a secretary, too. It's okay. like, oh, go do these or follow yeah. these or mm -hmm, do that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so they liked me that they actually was like, you want to stay. So after the program was over, they asked me to stay. Wow. So 20 years later, yeah. I left. So that's showing you how long, right? Well, that was a, a little bit over 20 years, yeah. right? I've been, I've been with that system. So I right. started as a student in the 10th and grade. A student, yeah. They they had me stay on as a student. And then when I graduated, they were like, you want a job here? And I was like, yeah. So I became a secretary in neurology. Yeah. Like, get out of town. Wow. And so from there, 
just moving around the health system, worked in data entry, worked in pediatric neurology. Yeah. Then I moved on to the corporate office, worked in marketing, public relations. Mom. That's where I got my love for PR. Oh. Wow. And marketing. That makes a lot of sense. management services. Um, then from there, I went to back to neurology, neurosurgery. Got it. And that's where I departed there. So I was working for... Um, the residency director of neurosurgery and the chairman of neurosurgery. Oh, wow. And that's where I left. Not putting it all together that God was like, study the brain, my dear. Yeah. Study the brain. Wow. Yes. As a vision coach, mind coach. Because I'm a mindset coach. So I was like, study that. So a lot of like what I use in my my business now from neuroscience because I used um, neuroscience and scripture because God is the author of scripture and science. That's it. And so I used that <clears throat> not knowing that he was exposing me to all of that for mm-hmm. years. That's that's so incredible because I feel like a lot of the time you'll find like Christian coaches or vice versa, like a life coach that's not a believer, mm-hmm. but you have both. Both. Like you have the believer side of it, but then you also know like the scientific and the actual mindset, like Absolutely. the knowledge. Like, that's, wow. That's cool. Oh I feel like gosh. there's not like anyone that it's has not a that. thing. Yeah. That's really cool. Wow. I didn't know that you were in PR and marketing oh at, my gosh. I've at had the all hospital. The yeah. <laughs> all of the departments. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, backtrack because so you had me in Remington, me and my younger brother. First, we are now 27 and Remy is 26. Yes. And then you had Sloney and Alexis. How many years later is that? 15, I think. 15 years later, you had Sloney and Alexis. Yes. And they are nine and and about to be 11. About to be 11. Um, How did it feel redoing everything? Like... Wow. So what year was that when she was born? 2014? 2012. 2012. I'm pretty sure life was different from 2012 and 1996. How much different and what and what how did what uh, effect did that have on you just like personally? Honestly, it wasn't that big of a difference okay. to me. I, I really felt like, oh, OK, I've done this before. I could do this again. Yeah. Right. right? Um, I really think I was just prepared for it. I think the 15 years, right, gave me that time, gave me that space. Yeah. So it wasn't that big of like, I know some people big are like, choice. oh my gosh, it's a big shock. Yeah. But it was just like, okay, I, don't, I, I think that I just wasn't done, right? And I, I, I just wasn't done. Yeah. So it was like, it was truly welcomed, even though I know I'm gonna have to go through like all of those younger Everything years again. all over again. Yeah. But I feel it was truly welcome. And I guess that's why when I was nine months with her, I was just like, yeah, I will not do the working thing. Right. right? It was truly her birth was truly a catalyst for me uh, venturing out because I didn't I could not see like that part of it, like daycare and all of that. I just could not see that. You can see it. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, definitely. Biggest difference um, with having two girls and having two boys. What's the biggest difference? What is the biggest difference that, you have, that you've seen? Oh, let's see. In this age now, obviously. Yeah, exactly. They're much in younger. this age now, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. Um, it's not that much. Like, both groups fight. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's yeah. like, I thought they wouldn't. Right. right? I thought they wouldn't fight. Yeah. Like, girls, I thought, you know. But no, both groups fight. Right. It's just a, diff- a different type of fight, right? Yeah. It you definitely like- is a different type of fight. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. the boys, y'all were like 
you thought you were professional fighters. No, for sure. Hey, me and Rudy got like, rowdy. We going for like, you know, a belt or something. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, I thought y'all were like, I'm like, what am I going to do? They're going to hurt themselves. Yeah. yeah. For real. Um, Yeah, I was very curious about that because it's just different. And people ask me that too. Like, you've asked me that. Yeah, because like... The difference, yeah. Oh, the difference between girls and oh, boys. Oh, what were you about to say? Oh, no, I was just saying about like the, the age gap. I yes, that. I think it's that, so that. cool. Like, yeah. I think that a lot of people think like oh have your kids close in age or you know whatever but everyone's story is so different and i think having that age gap is so fun like i remember when i met josh and he was like yeah i have three little sisters and i was like what do you mean <laughs> like when when we met sloan was two and lexi was four that's so wild was almost three but i was like wait you have like baby sisters this baby is like sisters. so cool because i remember in high school like i always tried to get my mom to like adopt because i wanted oh a baby gosh. so bad yeah. i was like i just want a baby sister baby brother Aww. so that's like so cool to me and just like so sweet that you got like you and rem get to have that role mm-hmm. of being like such big brothers not yeah. just like a little bit older i think it's super cool yeah mm-hmm. do you remember your first impression of savannah oh let's see was i don't even remember me introducing her when was the first time you met my mom? It was, uh, we came to New York. You came in here. May. It was actually my birthday. Birthday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So it would have been May 20, uh, 20, wait, no, 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 not 20, 27. 2018 or 2017. I think 2018. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, my we were, 21st birthday. And we went to the, the, high, the high line, the yeah. Chelsea yeah, High I Line. Yeah, I remember all that. Picture. I'm just trying yeah. to think. Like, was, the it, initial? like what, was it at the apartment that she came? I or think so. Did I think we pick you up at the airport? <laughs> it's oh, like now I'm trying to. I have no clue. I know, I can't Did remember. you guys meet on FaceTime or anything before that? I don't. I don't think. Did we? I don't remember. This is foggy. I know. Yeah, it is foggy. It I seems know. like I think we had talked before you actually coming. Yeah. But um, my first impression was just like, wow. Yeah. Like, very sweet spirit. Yeah. Just like, total package, if I could just say it like that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> just like, Yeah. Just like total package, mm-hmm. very sweet spirit, kind. Yes. Right? Like very very kind, yeah. very, you know, with even with the girls and with me and with my husband Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Just um perfect. <laughs> I can say it like that. I'm like, right? Like That's how I was it too. awkward at all. It yeah. was yeah. it was truly like, wow. Yeah. yeah. I remember feeling like, like I love that her. too. Like I felt like right at home. I remember because we yeah, I think we met at the apartment for the first time. Yeah, that's what like, I think. You had, like, set up the room for me, and I remember there was, like, a loofah, and, like, it was just all nice. There was, like, a little basket, and I was like, that's so thoughtful. <laughs> I feel like I I guess I'd never experienced, like, I never met, like, someone that was going to hold that much significance in my life, and I could already just, like, feel it, mm. even though we were still just, you know, dating. Yeah, right. It was kind of, like, a new thing, but it was just crazy because I remember I can remember it and I feel like it's because I already knew yeah. like what weight it was gonna hold like yeah the it seemed we like yeah it just felt like that like it seemed like we all just knew yeah yeah it's like we all just knew right <laughs> it's hard to explain what are mischievous things that I do as a kid that's an interesting question because really I'm, I was trying to think because I'm like <laughs> Joshua was so good I was good. I feel like you're. Yes. I feel like he's he, still good. Y- yes. You know, like always. Be, I mean, or maybe like the memories of your brother are just like yeah. embedded in my brain <laughs> that I can't pull up yours. <laughs> just like that's wild. Oh, yeah. I can bring up his very yeah. quickly. Do you feel like very quickly young, younger sibling is like? Do you feel? Do you see similarities? 
now with the girls like having like younger sibling being a little bit tougher or is it just like yeah no Remy he's he's a one of a kind he's one of a kind (laughs) yeah he's just a one of a kind okay Remy's the most special one of a kind I don't think it's the younger sibling it doesn't make a difference yeah but no truly here's the thing your childhood like you were a good child your labor was terrible yeah yeah (laughs) like whoop yeah, right. uh-huh. labor, but the childhood. No, you were a really good. School, yeah. really good. Yeah. Right, he's shy a little bit in school. school. But school, as in like elementary. Oh, elementary. Yeah, elementary. I did not like school from middle school and like to high school. Yeah, after when it came to grades and stuff like that, oh, I just like the schoolwork and stuff. Yeah, I was just over it. Yeah. But that I feel like that shows that was. I think that's just something to do with my creativity, yeah. my creative gene in me. Sure. I just, nice Starly. Yeah. I just didn't, I don't know. I, we've talked about this. I just always had missing assignments. What did the teacher say about me at parent-teacher conferences? Exactly. I mean. I'm so you, curious. There was a little bit of struggling, but you did well. You passed. Oh, so I'm here. You hey, I'm still co- standing. Yeah, even though you clocked out. Definitely <laughs> clocked out before I even walked <laughs> in that boy. You weren't like, oh, my gosh, he's not a good student or whatever. It was right. just like you got by. Yeah. I, I want it, right? Like, yes, come on, get these A's. and Like how you this. were. Yeah. Yes. And I was like trying to work with you, and I'm like what's going on here yeah <laughs> like like right. you know i'm thinking my kids are going to be like like just like you know you brainiacs yeah <laughs> He's like, Mm-mm. right no I, i'm not down with this yeah <laughs> um did you play any sports growing up ma no i tried like basketball a little bit in high school and that was just for like some special game but yeah. other than that no i was uh rotc so like because uh, i got way up i got to like lieutenant colonel so it was like drills things like that no way and pt yeah you know um physical training wow as far as sports no no sports yeah i know i think i got my um musical some of my musical talents from you though because fun fact my mom played the drums oh really? yeah yeah forgot about that yes absolutely oh, you nice. got your drums right she yes. played the dr- okay i did not know absolutely. that absolutely like, you danced too right oh yeah yeah well that was outside outside of of that was personal yes okay. yeah that was like a personal wait ambition. i forgot about that we used to take us to your did you have like a ballet class? Yeah, for adults. That's so cool. Because I started, yeah. I think it was something I always wanted to do, but I was more studious. I was more like debate team, or oratorical, yeah. traveling, right. Right. math club, computer club. So, right, the nerd stuff. Yeah. Right. And I, you know, I would see the cheerleaders and stuff like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. But, you know, like super busy. Right. Right. Yeah, like all that stuff on. like I had going on. It's like, so I never did like any kind of dance or anything like that in school and i pursue that as an adult like in my 30s that's so cool yeah that's and, awesome and like they had uh, ballet classes for adults like wonderful yeah. yeah so yeah yeah that's awesome i feel like i don't hear that too often about like you hear about people dancing but like obviously i don't like in your adult life that's so cool to just like tap into something new i think it'd be so cool to learn just like a brand new skill i know like as being an adult not something you did your whole life as a kid that's really yeah. cool yeah yeah, I mean, well, I was voted best dancer of my high school class. Okay, so that's something different. That's different, so, that's, though. Yeah, that's, that's something yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I didn't have the professional training and all that stuff, but 
I'm from Detroit. Yeah, I know you, how to dance. You can dance. Right? Yeah, you <laughs> so, don't have to take a then, class. I was like, oh, wow. I, like, got that award. Like, not the smartest in the class, but I got the voted best dancer. So that tells you that even though I was smart and stuff in school, that Kim would be in the hallway jitting. Kim would be in the hallway. <laughs> jitting. Oh, What's yeah. jitting? The jit. Do I know the jit? I've never heard the that. The jit? No. <laughs> All right. You are from Detroit, okay? We're going to take your Detroit card, but you, can, you are from Detroit. The JIT? I can vouch for you. The it's JIT. a JIT. That's a Detroit dance or just a yes. black culture dance? Wow. That is a Detroit dance. I'm going to have to look that All up. All you have to do is go on YouTube and search the JIT Detroit because some other places, right? Right, have made their... It. But, oh, yeah, so that was back in my day, right? But if you see people that are really good with dance today... The jit is in there dancing. Oh wow! Wow! You'd be okay. like, oh yeah, they're doing That's the jit, jit right there. We have to look it up. Can you still do the jit now? Okay. We're going to see that after the pod. Yeah, we're going to get a, a lesson after this. Oh, my yeah, goodness. You, would see, you could turn the hallway. You would see me dancing in the hallway. Right. right doing all of the we're popular dances. Yeah. So it wasn't that I was the best dancer. It was just that I loved dancing. I was always dancing. So right. I guess when it t- came time for senior ballot, Oh, best dancer. Oh, that's Kim. That's Kim. That's yeah. Kim. Right. It's like, yeah. And we would have some icebreaker dances. I don't know what they, I think that's what they called them back then. Hmm. And um, just give me a dance floor. Yeah. I just loved to dance. So I never had the professional, but far as like in my heart, yeah. I dance. That's how I feel like you are too. I mean, not that you like necessarily love dance, but that's, you I mean, you just have rhythm. It's just there. Yeah. I'm a cold dancer. People it's think, there. People think that you're a dancer. Like I know. still to this day. Like, like a professional even, dancer. Yeah, like even when they see like videos of us dancing just like a silly little TikTok dance, they think that like we're both dancers. Yeah. He gave it a go in school. Yeah. Uh yeah, I did. Yeah, he did. Right. He gave it a go. Tried I it. thought it was gonna be It could have been. Yeah, yeah. Been. yeah. <laughs> if you would have kept it going. Nah. <laughs> um Dang I had a question, I forgot it. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> you got one that can <laughs> I can't think. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. I forgot what it was. Mm, that's tough. Okay, I'll, I'll go here though. Uh, okay, so what is one life? Pre- oh, I have the question. New York came back. You okay. lived in Detroit your entire life. Yes. Born and raised. Yes. And then you up and moved up to and a moved. city like New York City. Absolutely. And you lived in. You live right. You moved right to the city when you moved here Born too. To the city. Um, what was that transition like? Because I know a lot of people. I've done it, but I mean, I'm mm-hmm. younger and uh, I've done that, that move, moved out of high school. But what, what is that like packing up everything? Yeah. Girls were, they weren't here yet. Not yet. Not at What was that? What was that like for you to move to a city like New York? Yeah. Well, I did a lot of things later in life. Yeah. So I was finishing my undergrad, right? In the late thirties. Yeah. And so, um, and so to go from someone being valedictorian in high school, getting a full ride um, to college, but then like a year and a half in, um, I just let that scholarship slip away. Wow. Because I could not decide and get focused. Mm. And so I poured myself into wife, mom, yeah. ministry. Yeah. Right? And that was it for a few years. And then with the transitions, that things that went on in our family, I was like, I felt the lead to go back and finish my degree. Wow. And when I went back, my uh, studies was PR and uh, so public relations and communications. Because mm-hmm. so, so funny, right? So I think, what was that span of time? So from 93 to 2009, I think that's when I went back. Um, I guess that 
span of time helped for me to figure out <laughs> Right. right, like right. now, I can that. help people figure out faster today. It doesn't have to take that many take years. That like yeah. I can help you figure out. Right, <laughs> it's just truly accepting, making that decision, and knowing you are enough. Because sometimes we're waiting, right, for yeah. something to be revealed to us right. outside of us. When truly, right, when you look at your life and how God has orchestrated it, it's right there. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, communications PR was the thing, and I'm telling you, I it lit me up wow. studying all that. And so, straight A's again. Let's go. In college and in masters. Did you ever A's, fail anything? No. D. No. A C. Never. That's wow. Crazy. Even all of my just papers to turn in. Yeah. Not, not just the stuff that count. Yeah. Right. It was just like everything. People would be so mad at me. The Asian kids, they would be so mad at I me. I would be mad at like, <laughs> like, like, what are Why you doing? always? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Straight <laughs> like that. Yeah. I'm like, I know. Even in, even in uh, my undergrad, the young kids, they'd be like, no. Yeah. Kim, she's always going to get an A. Wow. Right. That's <laughs> right? She's always going to get an A. Yeah. And so it just lit me up to study all of that. And so in my senior year of college, I fell in love with research methods, media research methods. And so, <laughs> like, yeah, girl, like, oh my gosh, it just. So I would write these research papers and stuff for like could go in journals and stuff like that right and go go in journals and um then i heard through my professor that there literally is a study of that in for a master's and i was like get out wow. like i could just do that yeah research right. all day I, that would be in heaven if i could just research mm -hmm. so i looked into it and i looked into to some schools top school was one in new york and so everything was just really truly lining up and also too right i was getting close to 40 and I was like why do I live in Michigan still I'm grown I'm not a tree I can leave I'm not a tree I can leave I love that like, yeah. I'm like every winter I would have that thought why am I still here I am grown right yeah <laughs> yeah right winters, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm, like, I'm like why am I here this is so cold it is so brutal Michigan, right and I was yeah. like I visited Arizona once and that's where I went for my coach training oh, I was yeah. like man like get out it is like this all the I time. can experience all this around, right? like yeah, yeah I was like so I really truly made up in my mind that when I move I'm going west yeah and truly Arizona was one of the places I was considering I didn't know that wow I went I, can't, I went and I loved it yeah, yeah. I loved it. I love the hot yeah. yeah, my yeah, family yeah. doesn't. I yeah. love the hot. It's really yeah. bad. Yeah, like the air is on on their side and the heat, the is, heat on is on my on side. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's heat warmers, everything. That is on. They're like, yeah. we got the heat warmers and everything ready for you. I'm like, yes, thank you. Yes. yes and so, really, I felt that it was time to transition from Michigan. And so, with graduating and like deciding also to, yeah, I want to pursue a master's in research methods. Um, I just started looking, and so. Um, and also, too, I met someone in New York. So that was made all the, the sense in the world. Yep, yeah. That was making the decision. So we were dating for about a year. Yeah. Yeah. We were debating about a year. So I was like, OK, so let me look at schools there. Right. And so I looked at a school, applied, got a scholarship. Wow. Uh, <laughs> for my master's. And I was like, well, OK, we got a scholarship. Right, so so uh, that's it. <laughs> and so then start I'm like, well, I'll need to work. So I worked for a chairman and a residency director, and they're like, "Yeah, the top hospital out there, right? They're friends with the chairman and stuff out there." Yeah. Uh, set up the interview for the chairman out the top hospital out here in New York, and so um, we did uh, first and uh, over the phone. But then he and his wife were in town, met with them, 
right? Because like you know, when you work for the chairman, you also his family, right? right. right. Whole thing, and, right. and so really it was like interviewing with his wife. Wow. wow. Right, and so um, so I had that interview, and they had offered it to me. No. Oh. Yeah. So it was like okay, job, school. Yeah. And I was like, all right. But you guys were in your final years of high school, we so were. that was making the decision really hard. And so um, we went for it. Yeah. Yeah. What right? were your it, thoughts? It was just like we went for it. But here's the thing. That whole job offer fell through two weeks before leaving. Mm-mm. Wow. Two that, weeks before leaving. You were so already. Like, Whoa, wait. Everything was already yeah. set up. Everything was already set up. And so with the scholarship and thing, like um, housing and all of that, all that was taken care of, right? I didn't have to worry about where to stay. But that job offer fell through. Yeah. And wow. so, um, but here's the thing, I had a piece. Even with not having a, a job lined up, I just had so much peace that, no, it's still a go. Right. right? That would have been ideal to work for another chairman at another health system doing exactly what I was doing. But I just had a piece and I was like, oh no, I'm still going. Because people at the hospital were like, oh my gosh, we're sorry and all of this. I was like, it's fine. I had a job like that week. Of course. Well, of course like you did. a couple did. of days. Yeah. Right. Like they interviewed me over the phone and they were like, you're here when? Okay, just come. Just like come. Literally, I drove into New York, went to work the next day. That's wow. So I that is for, unheard of. It is. And I especially here. an OBGYN um, medical practice yeah. office. Cool. I, think I, I had worked at OBGYN prior to. Of course. Right. So, so it made were, sense. They were like, yeah. you're in. But no interview in person, no nothing. They yeah. just said you They got just, because I had just beautiful recommendation letters from my you know those that i worked with the chairman and stuff and it was like on the spot hired me over the phone wow i was like okay right that's so cool (laughs) yeah and it was perfect Mm -hmm. yeah how was it when you found out that i uh got accepted to a college out here and i was moving out here yeah and was lexi was here when I moved, right? Okay. Right? When she what born? year did you graduate? Twenty fourteen. Okay. So yeah. yeah and I moved absolutely. that next those next few months. Yes. After or whatever. Um Yes. That was awesome. It was. Because I never thought like when I was when I graduated high school, you know, I didn't want to be in Michigan anymore. I was already yeah. just I just set my sights on just not being there, either LA or uh okay. or New York or somewhere just in the arts or whatever. But it just made sense for me to move to a city where, okay, okay, well, one, this is my favorite city, but two, my mom is there. This makes all the sense yes. in the world. And um, so you had visited New York a lot prior. Yeah, how many yes. times did we visit? Yeah, yeah a few yeah. times. Yeah. At um, first, while they were in school, I would visit there like every month or a couple times a month. Yeah, right. right? Lexi, that like she, she was flying. She flew like every single yeah. month Lexi as would always a toddler come to Michigan, yeah. we were always there always visiting going back and forth because it's like a hop skip and a jump yeah it's a quick right from there. new york That's to nice. there mm-hmm. but then yeah they started to they visit started to come and visit yeah um do you see yourself being in new york forever mm. okay. no <laughs> really okay okay no, i'm just I, I, it's, it's nice. I mean, my husband, he probably does see himself. He's here born forever. and raised Brooklyn. Yes, born and raised right. Brooklyn. Let's go. That's why I'm like, mm. you're like, no, but yeah, yes, right, 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 right. <laughs> I, um, would, I would love somewhere very warm. Warm, yeah. warm. Okay. Well, like somewhere like on the beach. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe that could be like the second house. Yeah. Right. I just love that. I would love I to just, have like yeah. a second house somewhere like on the beach. So maybe we can do that. Too. I just believe that the culture would be so different. Just so like. If you're around water a lot or around sun, sun a lot, 
like I just believe it's just different than the go 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 of the city, the driving, Definitely. the cold, the in the out, the the hustle, the bustle, the bundling up yeah. Oh, yeah there's nowhere like new york too there's definitely nowhere like, like new york no city can even come close second to like living here yeah but then it's, there's it's there's nice. always something about like being in like neighborhoods and driving like the suburbs or like driving you know driving your car and not having to rely on the train and like like mm-hmm. you were just saying the hustle and bustle that has a because i love that homie vibe even though i do say i would love to move to new york but then I, I always think about, okay, we have the girls. It'll be a, it, it's sometimes, a different grind. It's a different it grind is. if we have the girls. Um, it really is. But there's something about not being in a city like this, yeah. though. That's just, it homie. feels right. Yeah, homie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Homie is the word. Um, yeah. So, Ma, what is one thing that has, a life experience that has happened that has shaped who you are today? Mm. Can you think of one? Oh, several. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are several. Um, let's say I'll choose this one because they're all pretty significant. But yeah. this is actually probably more recent. Okay. And it is truly like um, informing and influencing a lot of the work I do today okay. and how I'm helping people and just truly seeing a lot of transformation and breakthroughs in people's lives. And so, as I was sharing um, about that whole business journey that I went through. And so um, I think it was around 2017 or so. Um, and I truly just share this like with my clients yeah. and like my community, right? So high public. <laughs> um, but when I was scaling that product-based business from multiple six figures to seven figures, right? Like you can get really caught up in um, that goal and the grind and what it's going to take right and this is why my message is so big on enoughness like you are enough because if you don't realize it you over invest and you'll constantly be in pursuit of things outside of yourself thinking you're missing something right and so um right uh, pursuing that goal just led me to this place where i spent out in my thoughts and so i liken it with my clients, I liken it to like falling into a deep mental pit. And so I felt that I truly was suffocating with my thoughts, Mm. right? And they weren't pleasant thoughts, right? They, They weren't pleasant. So, right, when you're focused on how you're coming up short, how you're focused, focusing on, right, I'm missing something, can I maintain this? Like, I don't know what to do. First of all, like, that's like a true, like, you know, transformational story to go from someone because truly like in 2011, I was living out of my car for six months. Wow. So, so to go from homeless to like building a business, you know, from $500 savings and taking that business to, to seven figures is truly like, look, look what you've done. But that stretch of going from it's like 700K to a million, that whole space right there. And a lot of people don't talk about that that space right there was very hard. And so I went into like this mental pit that I called for a few months and it was like the enemy was just constantly accusing me of thoughts of being a failure and Mm -hmm. just a lot of things. So a lot was coming up that was already there for me. Wow. And so just that whole um, journey and experience just brought all that up. And so I felt like I had no reprieve from those negative thoughts unless I was in church or unless I was listening to 
um, Christian television because it was just like the thoughts, like you're a failure, you're a failure, you're a failure, failure, right? I mean, I eventually did scale that business, but like, man, just going through that. And so like, I didn't want to have the lights on. I was just like, just like it was, was I dark, felt yeah. like I was just like the thoughts. I could not stop them could not stop them and so it's like sometimes we want god to just instantly deliver us out of that like make it stop but for me he just walked me through it wow so it was during that time that he put tools in my hands right i learned how to take every thought captive and make it obedient to christ like i learned how to put on the mind of Christ. I learned how to manage my thoughts. And so even though that was a pit and I would not want anyone to walk through that, it's just like you, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> How'd you learn how to do that? You say you like you learned. Was it just through just experiences? Just... No, he walked me. It, I, I felt like I was in his classroom. Wow. Where he would, and here's the things, a lot of the tools I had already had. Right. Like for 10 plus years, I had the books like on my bookshelf. Wow. Right. Like I had them and read them and they were nice then. But then it was like they came alive. So like one of their very, very um, uh, powerful tools I use with my clients is called fact versus meaning. Uh, I use a transform meaning tool. Right. We use a tool that help you see like what your thoughts are creating, like in your body and then in the world. So it's like all these tools I'd already had. But it was that experience that he took me through. Then I began to just pick up the tools and I began to control my thoughts. Yeah. And so that's how I was like, oh, this is what I need to help people with. Right. I need to help them with their thoughts and with their mindset because your thoughts create your results yeah. as a man thinks. So is he. And so that experience, I'm so grateful for it. Right. And a lot of my clients who come to me like with a lot going on with their thoughts, we put these tools in their hands and it just transforms their life wow right they see that their circumstances don't create their results their thoughts about their circumstances create their results yeah right and when they learn that they're just changed right they go from having suicidal thoughts to like just you know alive just totally alive right go from um we have just so many stories of people being transformed just by having these tools in their lives and so that right there is is the one it's for now. transformed <laughs> yes i have a lot. a lot but that one right there okay what's something that the lord is teaching you right now Ooh. i know it's probably something <laughs> it's always a, a lot always yeah, yeah i was gonna say that is <laughs> like a loaded day. question um <laughs> very loaded jinx did you say loaded question yeah. no not ah. loaded. Oh, <laughs> um but yeah what uh What's been in your heart lately about two words? Oh, let's go. <laughs> Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like that is a know. common thing everywhere right now. I feel like everyone is talking about like the person of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Just who is like He's what the one. is the Holy Spirit? Okay, so what about the Holy Spirit? He's the one. Well, I have a community. We meet every day, and so it's where we come to set our mind and renew our mind. Yeah. And um, we work a lot out of like Dr. Caroline Leaf. She's a saved neuroscientist. So we work a lot out of her work, out of her book. And then uh, like a few months ago, the Lord was leading us to begin studying the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so we've been deeply, right? Like studying and rekindling our relationship yeah. with the Holy Spirit. And so, like you said, like he's a person, but he's like the central person, right? In our lives right now. And so just really seeing him as a person and just deepening our relationship to him. And so it's been beautiful. We make space for him. Yeah. 
every single time we are together, right? We uh, follow his leading, right? He will, he leads us first. You're filled and then you're lead led and then he uses you. And so just him is all about him right now. And so this is definitely, um, and I truly feel since we're hearing it a lot too in other places in the body that God is preparing his people, right? Because it's truly going to be the Holy Spirit at work. And this is how the gospel is going to be spread, Mm -hmm. right? This is how the gospel is going to be spread. So he is the producer of the fruit. We are the bearer of that fruit. And the nations are going to come and they're going to enjoy this fruit that the Holy Spirit is producing in our lives. And I truly feel that that work is uh, we're going to see why he has been preparing us. Wow. Right. He's going to see why. Yeah. What is your like everyday life look um, when it comes to either like uh, like work wise? Yeah, just work wise. Yeah, what what is it? Is, oh, is it something different? It's pretty boring. Really? What what is that? What, why do you I say that? Seem it is It is so. I mean, okay, I'll take that back. Okay. It's boring to another person, okay. but for me, it it's like up. heaven. Yeah. It's yeah. like pinch me. Yeah. Like I get to do this every single day. What does that get look like? out. But if I were to tell someone, they'd be like, "Yeah, girl, that ain't fun." <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Because uh, right. like when the pandemic happened." It's so funny. My husband was like, this your life already. I'm like, yes. Yeah, ain't nothing changed. I'm like, yes, this is my life. Like, y'all get to experience how life is for me. I I feel like that almost probably was, like, good for your business, too. Oh, my gosh. Because a lot of people are spending more time at home. They have more time on their hands. Yeah. Yes. And their job. And they have to be with their thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. They they have to be with their thoughts. There's a greater demand for, like, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so that's. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, people were like, oh my gosh. Like, they were so uncomfortable because they had to be with their thoughts. I'm like, this is what I do You're all like, day. Don't worry, I got you. All day. All I got day. so much fun yeah, to be with your yeah, thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Literally, I stayed in the house 28 days straight. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And I count it. And just, and just grind. And I had to go, no, no, I just stayed in the house. Oh, didn't do Because of the pandemic. Yeah, because of the pandemic. Right. But I always stay in the house. Right, so right. you were like, right. No big deal. Like, p- before the pandemic, my husband's like, can you go outside and get some sun? I'm like, why <laughs> is that what? necessary i know vitamin d yeah like right. no you gotta get out the house i'm like okay i'll go for a 15 minute walk and i come back yeah so yeah it's, it's pretty boring yeah. but for me it's like oh my gosh i love to do this so i wake up five o'clock that's my time with holy spirit and five Lord. wow so five o'clock or so five to seven we have our time wow even seven like even if you're up late still five o'clock seven way. five five to seven five Wow. Yeah. I love that. I've always wanted that's to be discipline. an early uh Me riser. too. Me too. Because okay. it's before well, the girls. Good. That's me encouraging too. Then. No, no, me too. And it was a big project. Yeah. It literally was a big project. Right. The girls were um much younger and it was like, This is not gonna work. I cannot get up with them. Right. You right. I was time. getting up with them and it was like Ugh. like it seems like we can just wake ourselves up because I wanted to be a five o'clock person, six right. o'clock person. I like the the will wasn't there the the ability just wasn't there and right. literally was a project okay. I had to work at it for a couple of years and I think wow. it was a desire of my heart mm. that I wanted to do it too but I was constantly failing yeah and maybe I would try to wake up 30 minutes early and do it but then fall back into it mm. and then once one day boom it just shifted I was a five o'clock person wow. and ever since then I love that, yeah. Wow. Well, that's yeah. encouraging because I feel like I've always been that way. I'm like, I would love to, especially since having the girls, 
like you said, just you need that time and mm-hmm. you wake up with them. You're like, I don't have my time. No, mm-hmm. you don't. So yeah. when I needed that time. Yeah. yeah. So, five yeah, so I think seven. that might be very boring to people. No, like, that's no. not no, at all. I feel <laughs> a like lot of people like strive to be morning people. So I think it's probably pretty cool for people to hear that perspective because I always hear about people trying to be like, mm-hmm. especially if they work a nine to five too. Like I've heard of people saying like, this is my five to nine before my nine to five. Yes. Like, they like to wake up yes. those hours. It's, it's important when you spend yeah. your whole day, like maybe in an office or somewhere you know that then you don't have like those free hours so absolutely yeah so five to seven yeah five to seven and so a lot of it's listening Mm. i spend a lot of time listening um so i'll pray as i'm led and i'll study but a lot of it's just just truly listening and then seven to nine maybe seven to ten ministry right and so like we are a royal priesthood. And so what that looks like is that we minister to God first before we minister to people. And so that's really big for me. Like, how can I come and minister to God's people or serve them anyway yeah. if I haven't right spent that time with him and minister to him first? Right. And so I do that. And that's Monday through Friday. So my community on Clubhouse, thousands of people. We're mm-hmm. over 750 days. Let's go. Um, wow. We've been going and like ripple effect, uh, healings, transformations, a whole lot, supernatural fruit in that room room um and so we come together we set our mind renew our mind we teach right all of that declare and so then after that um just getting ready for my my work my business so i have calls with clients uh tuesday through thursday and like mondays and fridays are like my overflow day but um I pretty much set up my schedule where I could have my calls and be done like some most days, like two o'clock. Oh, nice. Right. Because I wanted to be able to pick up the girls and things like that. Right. So I wanted to work three days a week. Mm. Like I'm just, it was just a vision I had. And I was like, well, I can just choose it. I can just do Make that. Hours, right. Because right? at first, like when you're first getting started in business, you're just like, OK, just putting everything everywhere. Yeah. Like that's us. Right? Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I could actually say. I'm I I'm available for calls Tuesday through wow. Thursday. Right. And it actually time, worked. <laughs> yeah. It actually yeah. worked. They were like, okay, I'll meet with you Tuesday. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, right. Okay. I'll I, I work with you Wednesday. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, cause like, like at first it's like, okay, what day you want to come to right, your calls? Yeah. But then I was like, okay, I work Tuesday through Thursday. Like wowzers. How did you get to that point to create those? work-life boundaries especially with working from home because sometimes we're get we're just now and we've been doing you know this thing for some years now yeah. or whatever and we're just now starting to get have having a better work-life balance um how are you able to how were you able to set those boundaries to be like okay tuesday to thursday this is my time frame because you you still have yes. a nine and a ten year old <laughs> yes and like yes you still have you're still a wife like you have Absolutely. a lot going on but Mm-hmm. You also are, yeah, successful running business. the yeah, running a successful business. Yeah, how did you create those boundaries? Well, it was bumpy at first. We will say that yeah, definitely. it was bumpy, but with the girls, and this is hilarious. Um, like you have Starly there now, right? This is exactly how it was. It was right. like, okay, I got to get this done. I can't keep putting off the live stream because right because you, you bouncing off the walls right. Right. <laughs> right so i'm like i gotta get this done so literally there would be sometimes i would have a, a live stream or doing work and lexi would be bouncing off the walls literally <laughs> and you. people would be laughing right, <laughs> right? Yeah, like they like, would be just cracking up and i'm do. like oh, this, this that's what life. the balance looked like that part right yeah that's how the balance looked and then as 
they got a little bit older, right, and began to understand. I was like, mommy's about to go do something. Sit over here. Yeah. Right? So it was truly like bringing them along with me. Mm. And so that, you know, was bumpy for a little bit too. But then it came a point where they knew mommy's working. Mm-hmm. And so they would do things, right? Like if I'm having a call with a client, right, my call's like an hour. Mm-hmm. They would quiet. know. They would see mommy on the call. They would come after that time. Man, I would set them up prior, right? And so that truly is what it looked like then. And in the beginning, like I said, when you're getting started, you're just putting calls wherever, yeah. or putting stuff right. wherever. Just schedule. figuring it out. Right, yeah. you're just figuring it out. And it didn't occur to me until later on to be like, oh, I can decide. Great. Yeah, you get to make your... Right, and so that's when I finally like started doing that. Like These are when my calls are, and I can be done by two. Right. I do have... I started a new program... Um, this year, and so I made some of those calls at four, right? But that's truly it, right? Two calls a month at four p.m. Right. Where the other days, right? My calls are done at two. Yeah. Right. And so it's like I just decided. Right. It's so <laughs> truly I just decided. Yeah, that's so cool because then you can really balance like mom life and work life and mm-hmm. wifey like all the things. I don't know. It is all. It just works. <laughs> it just, it all just yeah. intertwines. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it just all intertwines. Right. I think harmony is like a better word sometimes than balance because we want okay. it to be like balance. But what if it like works together? Right. Right. Oh, if you that. learn how to have harmony with work life versus balance, because then we're striving for something when it's like, oh, this works with this. Because it's like if you fill her bucket. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. And she knows that she's been loved and served when you go and serve in your business. Right. Like you can be fully present with it because you know you filled the bucket with the baby. You wow. filled the bucket with your spouse. So it's like, you know, at first it was like, ah, I can't fully be present because I know I haven't really, you know, filled the buckets with my, you know, my family and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it works together. Mm, I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's cool. That's a good way to look at it. That's really good. Starla, do you have anything you want to say? <laughs> what you say? Say it. Hi, Starly Jean. Hi, Starly Jean. Starly Jean's been soaking Hi, up these Jean. grandmommy cuddles. <laughs> she really has. Hi, Starly um, Jean. Okay, so this next segment I like to call is like we don't have any segments. No. So I don't know where this is coming from. You don't from. have segments. But I'm going to create a segment <laughs> right now um, called Mommy Advice. Okay. But, sissy, not Starly <laughs> Advice. Starly Advice. Yes, Starly has advice. <laughs> I have advice too. Um, no, okay. I'm gonna do like a subject of like just something, and I just want your advice on that subject okay. or whatever. First subject, let's go parenting. Boy. What would be some advice you would give to Savannah and I at 27, two under two? What would be some advice you would give us in our in our in our actually just as in parenting in general? Just parenting. Yeah. Well, you're doing a good job. Let's just say it like that. <laughs> Thank you. I, I think you, you've got it. You're figuring it out. Um, and I think you guys have already, like, learned this. Like, there is no just right way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? No. There is no just right way. Right. What may have been right for me may not be right for how you want to raise your kids. And what may have been right for, like, my mother is is right there is no right way and i really feel that sometimes we can get stuck especially when we're new mm-hmm. right and it's like i've never done this before like where's the parenting manual yeah. right you can read all the books you want but still it's like what do i do with this baby right and i think if we feel that 
there's no right way, but that you know, mm. all right? That you do have the knowledge, that you do know. Mm-hmm. Like I know, right? Just think about that. You love this tiny human, mm. right? Yeah. And I may not know like what to do here with this, but I can trust myself and I can trust that I do know, right? Like I am enough. Right. Right. I think sometimes we become parents or we become moms or dads and it's like, and you'll see it. Some like the grandparents may end up raising the kids, mm. right? For, for whatever reasons, right? There are cer- different circumstances, but within that parent, like maybe they should investigate where they feel they're not enough mm. or that they wouldn't be the best for that human and I truly feel that no like you are right. like you have what that human needs yes your your grandparents or someone else you know they can help out and they will do a good job but you do know yeah you do know what your baby needs and so there is no right way there's the way that you feel is best for your child and I really think you guys are like displaying that yeah I love that because I feel like especially when we had Rye I think becoming a mom for the first time or becoming parents in general for the first time it's such a shock right like you've never done this before um, like you said and so I wish I you know I feel like people tell you that but like just to hear you say that I feel like that's probably so encouraging for some people because yeah you you really feel like you know i don't know what i'm doing like what can i read how how can who can help me like Mm -hmm. i don't know what do they need they're crying are they hungry um but just really like surrendering and just really trusting that like you do know what you're doing and like the lord has graced you for this specific season right and i found myself even still sometimes i'll catch myself and i'll be like thinking about the future and i'm like no like i don't have to worry sorry keep going okay i don't have to worry about what parenting is going to be like when they're seven and eight right now because they're not that age yet and so I can think about it but I don't have to like let my thoughts kind of like take over and be like oh my gosh how am I going to discipline at that age how am I going to do this because we're we're here right now right and but yeah I just love that just trusting and you you do know what's best for your kids yeah yeah because I remember for me I would think too far in the future Mm -hmm. right I would be he's seven and I would be thinking about him at 14. Right. Right. And so just thinking too much in advance and if I'm able to do it. And so can't be present. Right. With him at seven. And right. like I teach my clients, like just focus on the next best step. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That next step in front of you. And so just know that your grace, like you said, just for like that step. I don't have to be thinking about him at 14 and then going on and just right. Right. Like doing that to myself. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, okay. You graduated, so you went to college. Okay, what degrees do you have? Uh, just the undergrad, because I, I started having the babies, the second set of babies, exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> towards the end of uh-huh. my master's. Literally, I had one semester left. Oh, I yes. could have completed okay. it, wow. but um, yeah. Okay, yeah. what would be your advice to someone who is in school? Um, you went to Wayne State, you did, uh, uh, which is in Michigan. And you did uh, Rochester College, I remember. We went to that graduation. Yes, Rochester College. Um, But what would be your advice to someone who is in school? Maybe they don't, they see all of the other avenues they could go that don't require school. Or they see everyone saying like, oh, you don't need to go to college anymore to do this and that. What would be your advice for for those people? And what are your thoughts on that? Mm Mm-hmm. So for the people that are considering going to college? Or they're in school. Okay. Yeah, and considering, too. Okay. Yeah, uh, but maybe they don't, they don't want to. Maybe they're second-guessing it now. Mm-hmm. 
but they don't want to and they're second guessing it because of what they're hearing about how you don't need it or whatever yeah, yeah well I truly feel that you should definitely be led. Like you shouldn't let the outside voices influence you because for someone going an unconventional, untraditional route is gonna be perfect. But for someone else, right, they will need that. And so just truly being led about that, like what is your career path, right? Like where do you want to end up, right? So here comes the vision coach, right? So what is the vision? What is the end result? Right, because sometimes we're making decisions from the beginning and we need to be making decisions from the end. And it's a way to retrain yourself to think. You have to retrain your brain because we work from it being done, not to. And so that was the whole like dilemma I fell into, right? I was in my first year of college, I was always in the advisor's office changing my major. Right. Oh, maybe I want to be a pediatric. I, I was going to be a pediatrician once. Wow. Then I was going to be a computer engineer. Then I mean, I mean, I kept, I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And so we are truly trained to make decisions from the beginning and what is it going to look like? But you actually need to start from the end. See yourself three, 10, 25 years in the future. What does that look like? If you don't have a vision, you have maybe your parents' vision, you right. have maybe whomever was your authority figure vision, it's time to get your own. You truly do get to decide what your life is gonna look like in 25 years. Wow. And if you sit and do that work first, what my life looks like in 25 years, you will make all those easy decisions. Do I go the traditional route? Do I not go the traditional route? Right? Do I take a hundred grand and put it into right my schooling, or do I take that and put it into here and wow. mentors and coaches and certifications? Yeah. Right. But we are making our decisions from the wrong place. We need to make our decisions from our future self, mm. twenty-five years into the future. Wow. Because what that vision does, it becomes a filter. Like all of the decision goes through that, and so now with that vision of the future, you ask yourself, Would I do this? Wouldn't I do this? easy decision making Period. skill i love that yeah that's really good business entrepreneurship someone wants to start they don't know where to start they have all the doubts they're seeing uh people other people in their field in their niche and they're successful and they feel like they can't do it anymore because they see other people doing it what is your advice for someone who wants to start off start their own business what what would what advice would you give yourself now that you have built a seven figure business and things like that. Yeah, well, I think it's my uh, prevalent message here that you are enough. Great. Right, I know we throw that around, but trust me, like $100,000 later of me investing in this and that and programs and, you know, trying to chase shiny strategies and, oh, look at them. They figured it out. They know more than me. Right. Let me go learn from them. Okay, there is a place for that, but uh, what do you think you're missing? Hmm. Right, what do you think you're missing first? Because if not, you're going to be over investing and you're going to be delaying. Right. That's the cost. Right. That cost is twofold. There is a cost of over investing when you don't believe you're enough, your enoughness. And it's the cost of delaying that vision that you are truly carrying. And so when we look at people and we see that they have success or we look at, wow, they've already done it or it looks so saturated. Right. I remember a couple years ago, somebody's like, oh, everyone's a coach. 
It's like, no, everyone's not a coach. (laughs) You're just in a coach circle, right? And you are surrounded with coaches, but the population is not all coaches, (laughs) right? And so sometimes we think that something's saturated and it's not. So truly my message is you have to own your enoughness. The quicker you do it, right? Like you want to tap into your ability to multiply, to be fruitful, right? Like, yes, there can be two coaches, you can be um, offering the same services, but w- what's going to make someone choose one over the other, right? Yeah. It's going to be that person's belief system, that person's why, right? It's not like this person has more or this person, right, is, has more influence, right? And so what's going to separate you and make the difference is truly you owning how you are enough Great. without mm-hmm. changing a thing, without you learning anything more, without you taking away you are enough. Like when you own that, I'm telling you, business will be easy. Wow. Just owning that I'm enough. That's great. That's really good because I feel like um, for me especially, I get into sometimes some ruts or whatever of just feeling not, not just like just down and just in my head about just certain decisions or creative decisions or should we do this, should we do that? But or feeling like we kind of have to change up what we're doing because what we're currently doing like isn't enough. Right. And I'm constantly reminding Josh, like, do you realize like what you've created and like what you've built in your creativity that you have now is like insane? Like it's not normal. And so for you to think that you need to do like the next, like something better. And I think there's like a, it's like a good thing. And then it can sometimes kind of bite you right. um, because it just means that you're obviously super passionate about what you do and just like always want to be better. But yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm always reminding you, like, absolutely, I, you don't understand that what you're doing is is enough. absolutely like exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it truly is a superpower. I mm-hmm. said your enoughness okay. is your superpower. Yeah. I created three new programs this year, and sometimes when we're creating something new, right, going after that new thing, we think we have to go for the next, like the next level, right? Mm. That's, a lot of language you use next level next level right right but that's where people fall into a lot of the imposter syndrome Mm. that's where they fall into feeling like a fraud because they're going after this level that's beyond where they are and and yeah i'm all about growth right but you're gonna have to own your enoughness because when you do it multiplies right right um what what oh the bottle sorry (laughs) Y'all said y'all want to start with this episode, so here y'all go. Um, okay, well, um, we can wrap it up right here. Um, Mom, thank you so much for just pouring your heart out and sharing just a little bit. Yeah, that you was know, just like a taste. Yeah, it was just a tiny bit. taste. I feel like we could talk for hours. <laughs> we could. We could talk yeah, for we could. hours. You could spill so much more tea. Um, but yeah, yeah. if people want to, are you accepting... New clients, absolutely. Stuff to okay, all the time. Right now, all the time. Okay, where could they go to find to find you just in general? Yeah, well, everything that you offer. If they're on Instagram, okay, yeah, I'm Vision Coach Kim. Vision Coach Kim. That's the easy way. Get that handle. How'd I get it? Yes. (laughs) I'm just saying. Well, that was my name. Yeah, but I'm just and it was available. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Like, how was that even available? Vision Coach Kim on all platforms. Remember, I was calling myself a Vision Coach. 20 years before I actually did it or knew what it was. Yeah. I just like became that person. Wow. I just was so passionate about vision and living from a vision of yourself in the future. 
and making all of your decisions and plans from that. And I was like, I am a vision coach. Yeah. Right. I did, did, no one was calling themselves that. People call themselves that now. Right. But no one was calling themselves that. I'm like, I'm vision coach. I'm vision coach Kim. And wow. I went on the platforms and <laughs> was and it available. Was there. Yeah. Well, you got it. That's <laughs> that's how you know you that it's it's set in stone. It is. It is uh it is good. Um okay, so Vision Coach Kim Instagram Instagram just search it on Google threads, show up. Um, are you on are you on threads? Yeah. Do you uh, still use threads? Every now and What's then. What's happening on Facebook. threads? Because I was on it for the weekend that it came out and then I left. I don't know what was happening on, on oh, okay. it. Okay. It's its own little thing and people I feel they have these unspoken rules about what you can and cannot do on yeah. threads. Are you on Twitter still? I don't use it. No Twitter. No, I don't use it. No. Yeah. But threads, Facebook, uh, Clubhouse. It's all there. Uh, all the don't things. do TikTok. You should. You should get on TikTok. I know. Mom. I should get on TikTok. You honestly <laughs> should. You would like do amazing. Like just like everything about your like presence and just being like a mom and just all the things. It, you would, I would love You it. would go crazy. But I recently started YouTube. Yes. So that's what I'm really going all in on. Yeah. So YouTube. Kimberly Springer. I'm just Kimberly Springer there, Kimberly so I don't know. No, <laughs> that's cool. If I need, if that's I fine. To need another name, I was like, well, maybe I should have my real name. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Well, perfect. Well, Mom, we love you so much. Love thank you. you so yeah. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so honored. Grandmommy to yes. the Oh my gosh. Precious little babies. Um. They're so beautiful. We're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> end it with just Starly saying whatever she hey, wants Starly. to say. Hey, Starly. What do you want to say? You want to eat it? <laughs> How's it taste? That's icky. Oh. oh. Nice. That's mommy's mic from here on out. All right. Well, we love you guys, and we will see y'all next week. Bye.